0: Hello, Magic Seekers, and welcome to it Turns Out She's a Witch. We're your hosts, Tracy and Shannon, and welcome, welcome to, to our podcast, Coven. coven. See Hi listeners, I hope this episode finds you all super excited for Beltane.
1: Yes, one of
0: my favourite
1: festivals of the year and a, just a beautiful
0: time to be alive really. It's exciting. Uh, we haven't, we've done, is, so after Beltane comes what? We have Summer Solstice, which will be in December. Yeah, and then? And then after summer solstice is uh, Lammas. So once we've done summer solstice, we've done the full calendar, right? The full wheel of the year? I think so. Did we start on Marbon, on Autumn Equinox? I thought we start. Did we or did we start on Lammas? Or have we not done Mm. Lammas? Maybe Lammas is the end. Maybe we spoke about Lammas doing Marbon. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Mm. But yeah, Mm. it's very exciting. We're we're nearly all the way around the wheel. We are, we are indeed. And we're arriving at Beltane on what date? So
1: Beltane for us here in the Southern Hemisphere is the 31st of October or 1st of November, but it's happening this year on the 31st of October. And in the Northern Hemisphere, for all of our friends in the North, it'll be on the 1st of May next year. So Beltane is a fire festival of sex, fertility, and it's the pinnacle of spring and a powerful portal to summer. So it's also known as May Day um, because of its connection with the Northern Hemisphere on the 1st of May. And Beltane is the mid... can't talk today. The midway point between spring equinox and the summer solstice, and it is the second fire festival in the wheel of the year. So the word Beltane is Celtic and it means the fire of Bell and is sometimes also translated to lucky fire. And Bell likely refers to the Celtic sun god Belenus. So Belenus is known as the brilliant one and he was among the most beloved deities of the Celtic world. So his shrines often incorporated therapeutic springs and he was said to have dominion over the healing power of the sun. And Belenus is also a very erotic spirit and his offerings, um, people made to him were for fertility of both the people and of their livestock. And he was also known as Lord of the Flocks, which I thought
0: was pretty funny. Lord of the Flocks. Lord of the Flocks. (laughs) Is that why it's your favourite festival? because of the Lord of the Flocks, maybe. Mm, yeah. <laughs> mm. And the erotic nature of,
1: of the god Bellini. Well, I think it's just, I don't know about you, but I've felt, uh, especially since the full moon, just that awakening and you can feel the energy starting to ramp up and, like, there's possibility in the air and, yeah, I think things are just starting to fire up as we head into summer and it's uh, it's just
0: exciting, exciting times. Mm. It's like a, ooh, what's in store? What's going to come with yeah, this? Yeah, that's it. Let's We're coming out of our winter caves. Mm. And so obviously you said it's a fire festival, so the element that would be mostly associated with Beltane would be fire. Yes, and also air, so air and fire. hmm They don't go well together. <laughs>
1: you don't think? I
0: think air fuels the fire, lots of oxygen well, and... I was just thinking. Well, that's what I mean. That they, they they it depends on what you're seeing. So, like, the reason why I'm saying that is because I woke up this morning to my local community group notice board on mm-hmm. um, social media, and it said that overnight our local crew fire brigade was called to the street literally across the oh, wow. lake from me. Um, called to a, a, a smell of smoke and they couldn't figure out it was coming from. And it turned out that a little island in the middle of the lake, which is, mm-hmm. I live on on a street that's literally called Lake Shore. So like I live on the shore of the lake, but across the road. And there's a little island in the middle of the lake and someone has created like a, a makeshift kind of cubby there okay and yep. it and someone had either had a must have had a campfire under there and not put it out and the whole island Ooh. was like a and the fire crew just said we're so lucky that the wind had calmed down because it's been pretty windy here yeah. so lucky that the wind had calmed down otherwise that would have jumped over and because it's all it's all bush like I live yeah, in a wow. valley so so lucky so Yay. yeah well, I think air and 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 fire can be Friends, but also not to humans and to animals. (laughs) Oh, it's definitely fuel, isn't it? Air is fuel. Fuel to the fire. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, is there anything else about that in terms of the fire and the air? No. That's about it. No. Okay. Cool. That was good. Good chat. Good chat. (laughs) Done. See you next week. Would you like um, to know about Shannon, the theme? Shannon, no, you're just too excited <laughs> getting erotic with your Captain Flock over there <laughs> to worry about doing research for this episode. <laughs> me about the themes what are the themes for this festival Beltane?
1: team so the themes are creativity fertility love desire sensuality sexuality and union so it's a traditional time for hand fasting which is a pagan wedding ritual and of breathing life into our wildest dreams and the veil between worlds is thin making it the perfect time for divination and spirit communication So I don't know whether that's why I like my two favourite points in the Wheel of the Year are Beltane and Samhain and they're happening simultaneously across the globe. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a link there somewhere but, yeah, I love them both for different reasons. Like I feel Beltane is the light, the fire, like that peak in energy for me uh, where Samhain is that like going within and honouring the darker aspects and death and remembrance and it's a time where I I really um I guess disconnect from socializing and I go more within my own family and my home so it's yeah it's interesting that they're both my favorite especially as a Pisces yeah yeah
0: it's kind of odd well Mm. you could say I'm a little odd it would make sense (laughs) she said it guys not me it came out of her mouth not mine (laughs) it but that like that whole um opposite ends it's such a gemini thing um to think of having the two sides being able to really like both sides of it my favorite are um and winter solstice
1: Mm. they're my favorite beautiful
0: so i do have
1: gemini moon and i'm a rising Aquarian, so i don't know mm -hmm. what that has to do with that little mixture, but the water that's... to put out
0: no no, doesn't it? Water into air. But yeah. I don't put know. Put the wire out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, and so Beltane, I I'm re like this is where it gets mind bending, a little bit mm-hmm. boggling, because you think of the colours for Beltane. Yeah. But I'm so consumed by, by Halloween colours right now. Yeah, okay. But yeah. my mind was just about to say, so what colours would be, we be working with at the moment? And I'm like, oranges and reds. And then I was like, no, it's belting, <laughs> not souring. <Samhain." laughs>
1: that is true. So your colours are like your bright magenta, your sunny yellow, lush green, bright blue and like a deep purple. So those like rich, vibrant colours. The full Mm. colours, the the colours, the vivid. Yep, the ones that pack a punch.
0: Nice. So that's what's going on the altar?
1: Yes, so I would suggest using either altar cloths or crystals or
0: flowers in those colour palettes for sure. Mm. I just bought, it was our beautiful Laura's birthday uh, last Monday and I bought her a big bunch of flowers that you would call Beltane flowers because they were all that beautiful, beautiful, Purples and blues and pinks and yellows and greens and just very vibrant. Mm. They're my favourite, favourite kind of flowers. Mm. The bright very ones springtime. can stop looking at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so pretty. And I love it when I get flowers for Laura because she knows everything about everything when it comes to being a garden witch. And she didn't she know does. the type of flower that was inside the bouquet that I got her. She's like, "Oh, I want to know what it is. I want to know what it is. I don't even know what that is. I've never seen it before." And I'm like, no. hmm, "Well." There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday. I gave you some some more um, curiosity. Yes. So, um, all right. So what else goes on an altar? So what about crystals? What crystals do we work with with Beltane? So the crystals you could work
1: with are carnelian, rose quartz, rainbow moonstone, green adventuring, and peridot. And a favourite of mine for Beltane is carnelian because it's a really grounding crystal connected to the root chakra. It increases vitality and motivation, stimulates creativity and carnelian boosts fertility and sexual desire. So this power stone also stimulates ambition, drive and it aids in manifesting. So it's a perfect stone for this time of year, I feel. Mm,
0: Yeah, it's a very strong, um, strong time for manifesting. Mm. Um, I'm getting all of my new vision board together. Ah. I haven't. We, Matt and I do a vision board together and we first started doing it 14 years ago. Yep. Um, and when we first moved up to the central coast, um, we, which was about 13 years ago, 12 years ago, we put that vision board up and within the first two years, everything on that vision board had materialised. And so we created a new one about, well, it was probably when we moved in here, which was about nine years ago, and we haven't updated another one since then. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. We've each had our own individual but not mm-hmm. one together And the other day we were cleaning, or he was cleaning up his office and he was dismantling the old vision board and everything on there had also materialized. And it was just crazy to think about how, how we just sort of, we looked at it over the years and everything and subliminally and subconsciously have just moved towards those things that we've put in together and created. So yeah, we're about to do a new one. And we sat down last Yeah. So at the time of recording this, the full moon was yesterday. And we sat down and did um did a card spread with the Stacey DeMarco moon deck. Um, did one for my eldest son, did one for my husband, and we just sat down and we did a fire burning as well, just the things that are not serving. Cause when you want to move forward into that manifesting energy, you want to get rid of all the things that are energetically blocking you and the resistance before you move into your manifesting. So last night's full moon was really potent to let go of mm. all of that in order to make way for the the energy to come forward to carry off into the manifesting as opposed to resisting. Yeah. And I because love that, that, that you're going to do it together. Yeah. one. Mm. Well, we have separate ones, but this one is a together one. So I'm preparing, I'm gathering things. The hardest part is that we don't buy magazines anymore. Yes. Like, who buys magazines anymore? <laughs> True. So I used to love going through the magazines and cutting out the pictures that represented. You know, like creating a little bit of a scrapbooky type crafting Mm. situation. And I hate craft, but that was about as crafty as I got. (laughs) And it was fun. So now I was thinking the other day, like, oh, this is going to be a bit of a chore, actually. I'm going to have to print a whole heap of things off. Um, And I don't want to do a digital one on our laptops. Mm. I want to create a a hard copy, tangible one that we can put up. So that's going to be my challenge. It's going to be a project,
1: a fun one, though. I love that because I've done vision boards myself and I know my daughters have done them, but yeah, I've never even thought to do one like in, like with Boo. That's a beautiful thing to do at um, Beltane because Beltane is all about the union of Mm -hmm. like you and your partner and the divine masculine and feminine. So yeah, it's like perfect ritual. Thank you, Tracy. Mm -hmm. I'll be doing that.
0: Well, you guys are seeing a manifestation come to life now. With a, with a vision we that you sure had you just didn't know you'd created a vision board but you got drawings done yeah and you yeah. saw them in a vision like they've been a visual for you and it's creating
1: yeah yeah i was just mm. telling tracy off air the roof of our studio went on this morning and it's yeah, very very exciting and yeah it's all coming together
0: it seems party at your house. Real now. Absolutely. I'm just going to keep finding excuses for parties for the next year.
1: <laughs> I think we all have the right to a lot of parties
0: <laughs> moving into yep. 2022, that's for sure. We just need to house hop and party. Yep. <laughs> and we need to dress up, like really dress up. Mm, like in, yes, ditch just the trackies, like, finally. Ditch the trackies, <laughs> yeah. High heels, new outfit, makeup, hair, and just go to each other's houses. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds good. I'm up for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so we've done crystals, we've done colour. What about food?
1: Yes. So for Beltane, if you wanted to have um, a fire and a feast, which we will be doing, the foods you can eat to celebrate this time of the year are some of my favourite ones. So you've got berries, bread, cheese, cake, honey, milk, grains, fish and wine. So it's all the good, delicious That's things in too. life. my favourite too. Yeah. I was excited. I was like, bring on this this um, festival.
0: It's right up my alley. <laughs> it's like the perfect grazing plate described there. It is. Agreed. Mm-mm. And so what what would you put on your altar, like... Um, as would like you an, put an offering, the fresh you mean? Food? yeah, yeah, you certainly could. So you could um, put out some
1: honey, the cake, uh, even like a chalice of wine. Uh, you could offer some berries and bread, and then as I said kidding? before, I got
0: two teenage boys. If I leave a, cl- a chalice <laughs> of wine out, <laughs> it's going to mysteriously disappear by the time I wake up in the morning. Fair enough,
1: fair <laughs> enough. Maybe
0: not the wine. <laughs> Maybe you drink the wine and sit at your altar. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Um, Okay. Cool. So, I'm just imagining um, the god Bellini or Bellinus. Bellini. Bellinus. Yes. Bellinus. I'm imagining him like laying down with like a goddess feeding him grapes, Mm. and like (laughs) just having that whole image of that kind of a god. With his flock of of God knows what, erotic erotic um, nymphs, I don't know. Dancing around <laughs> the flames. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish someone could paint what was going on in my head right now. Anyway, <laughs> um, okay, so herbs and essential oils.
1: Yes, so uh, first of all, you've got borage. So I know in my own garden. Oh, I've never heard my- of that before. Oh, it's one of my favourite plants and the bees oh, love
0: it. I've never seen you do that before. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's so I, cute. I get passionate
1: about my plants. I just spent like two hours gardening yesterday afternoon I was admiring my borage plant because it's just gone absolutely ape and it has these beautiful little delicate, they're kind of bluey purple flowers and the bees love them because normally when a bee comes to a flower – and takes nectar. It takes quite a few hours for the nectar to replenish and the bee to come back. But borage is like really quick turnaround, so the bees can come, take nectar, go back to the hive, and by the time they come back, the flower has given more nectar. So they're Recreated. really, yeah, they're amazing for bees. And also, we plant them next to our strawberry plants because they work beautifully together. So yeah, borage is a good Such one. Such a garden witch. Oh, I love it. It just brings me so much joy looking at my little flowers. So there's also geranium, jasmine, peony, rose, evening primrose, lavender and thyme. So they're all. All my favourite. All the witchy
0: things. Yes. Oh, there you go. (laughs) This podcast has just made me realise how much more witchy I am than what I've ever given myself credit for. but it without makes even me realizing. It. That you think you're not.
1: That's why I just giggle.
0: <laughs> hey, I also identify as double vaxxed. Oh, well, there you go. So I don't identify as a witch and I identify as double vaxxed. We'll so go, go figure. Here.
1: I'll mm-hmm. just
0: identify whatever the fuck I want. You Thank can. Thank you very much. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I f- kind of feel like my 14 year old self who like, so wanted to be a witch would just be rolling over in her grave right now. Like, just excited. Thinking. Super excited. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: On, and come and, on, and, Tracy. And sitting there
0: just going, why are we rejecting this? Tell me why we're rejecting this again? Like, yeah. this is what we've <laughs> wanted our whole life. Why aren't you <laughs> taking this? <laughs> Get the t shirt uh, and so, do you um, do you make? I've been wanting to ask you this for ages because I know that you use DoTerra as well. Mm-hmm. Do you make any of your own oils with your herbs at all? Like, do you, or do you? No. What do you do? You dry them? What do you do with them? Yeah, with my herbs,
1: I pick the fresh herbs to make tea from. So I've got mm-hmm. um, the lemon balm and also the borage. You can use to make tea out of. Um, also what like? rose. It's really nice. It's, yeah, You're it's earthy. really good. No, it's more like, well, the, I mix the borage with the, with the lemon balm and it's very citrusy and light and, yeah, it's mm. refreshing. It's good. And then um, we also use a lot of our rosemary and my daughter, Layla especially, she makes hair tonics out of the rosemary. So she's got <gasps> this little concoction she makes up to give her hair shine and,
0: yeah, and it, it works.
1: Help? Yeah, I'll get her to make you some. She's, like, really good at, yeah, looking at things on Pinterest and weaving and little potions rich. and lotions. She is, yeah. So And we've also got mm. chamomile, um, but they haven't flowered yet. So as soon as they start flowering, can make tea from that. And, oh, there's just so much. I just bought comfrey the other day and sweetgrass. You bought what? Comfrey plant. So comfrey. you can make, like, com- yeah, compresses and and things like that. And I also bought, um, yeah, sweet grass, so you can use that to, to plait and braid to make like a smudge stick out of. And I've got my mugwort and, yes, yeah, so there's all different things. So I basically use them either for teas to make tonics or I dry them and, and burn them.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Or eat them. Or eat them. Hmm. Cool. Are you going to do, like, are, when you do your sister circles, are you going to branch into stuff like that? Because I feel like that's needed.
1: Absolutely. And I've actually just been be chatting. There, but I feel like <laughs> lots of people would. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to never grow say never, shit. Tracy. You never say never.
0: No. no. I, I am. Well, maybe when we're, like, 80, you might, <laughs> like, because I'm bored as fuck, well, I might start being able to grow shit and have the patience to nurture it and care for it and see it through and actually want to do it. But you know what? If, if you give me your herbs, like if I can yeah. use your stuff, I might. Yeah, well, that's the plan. We're <laughs> planting a big witch's garden
1: near the studio and my plan is to use the herbs in circle. Um, there's a range of pottery that I'm going to incorporate herbs into, but I've also just been chatting to a fellow witch I've recently connected with here on the Central Coast and she's amazing at... Um, yeah creating tinctures and hydrosols and all that sort of stuff so I would love for her to come to my studio and teach her wisdom and knowledge on how to put it all together so yeah my head just started
0: vibrating so that's a really good connection for you yay yeah did you hear that Kelly Pixie (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to see what happens with that and I just love that you are um especially through this podcast as well, you're embracing more and doing more and offering more. I mean, as much as you can with COVID, but mm-hmm. um, like, I love how it's bringing out more of your witchiness because you've got so much to do. And you're such a beautiful teacher because you just have, have such a beautiful way about you that is just wow. so nice to be around. So I just can't wait for, especially our local people and anyone else who wants to travel up here to experience your stuff. But like I think it's just it's just needed. There's so many people out there that just need people like you to just do their thing, and it's awesome. Aww, I love it. Thank you. You're making me blush. Aww. <laughs> Getting all the feels. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So, what about symbols?
1: Yes, so the symbols you could put on your altar or have in your home at this time are circles, god and goddess symbols, tree of life and also the maypole is another very strong symbol of Beltane. What's the maypole? So a maypole is... A popular and familiar image of May Day in Beltane. So the pole's often made from birch and it's inserted into the earth representing the potency of the god and it's quite a phallic symbol. And then at the top of the (laughs) maypole... Inserted
0: into the earth. Inserted
1: into the earth. (laughs) And then there's a ring of flowers at the top of the maypole and that represents the fertile goddess. And the vagina where all (laughs) life is birthed. And then it has many coloured ribbons um, like hung around it and then those ribbons have certain colors as well so there's usually green red and white and the green represents growth and abundance and fertility the red represents strength vitality and passion and the white represents cleansing clearing and the power to disperse negative energy and then basically people take the ribbons of the maypole and like this dance is done and it's woven so I don't know if you've ever seen it on I don't know tv or movies and they go under and over um, each other so it's all woven together and it's representing that spiral and the union of the divine god and the goddess. So it's it's, so beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is.
0: And so is it called the Maypole because of May Day? Yes. Yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. And all right, what other symbols were there? Maypole. Um, The Maypole, the tree of love. The, the goddesses, tree of love. The life. gods and I goddess symbols.
1: Symbol. Yeah, it's a beautiful one.
0: Mm. I was actually when I was doing that decker when I was drawing the card spread for my eldest son last night. He um, got um, oh, growth. He got the growth mm-hmm. card um, in amongst the spread, and I was explaining to him about what it what it symbolised and what it meant for him. And then I read him what the book said, and it was telling the story about the oak tree and how most oak trees are. Um, they, they grow on the edge of rivers. Mm-hmm. And so before, like an oak tree takes forever to grow, and the reason why it stands so strong for such a long time, it's like basically indestructible and it's really solid, um, is because it spends about the first three years of its life underground. Like it's creating okay. its root system mm. to create stability. So it's finding things to intertwine with other roots, rocks, you know, um, all kinds of different things to hold on to because it, it's tradi- like traditionally grown on the side of a riverbed. So it needs wow. to be able to support itself before it can, su- uh, like below the ground, before it can so- help itself above the ground. But that's why they're able to be as ancient as they are because their Mm. root system is is as big as their upper system. But it spends three years doing that before it even bothers thinking, I need to start showing who I am and what I am and that I'm here. Mm. It's like not one part of it is about needing to be seen. Yeah. That's such an analogy for
1: being human, isn't it? Having those deep roots and being solid within yourself before you can support
0: others. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it was very... Yeah, and it was very um, spot on. For yeah. what he's going through right now, um, but it was—it's—it's it's amazing how in—in in a lot of witchcraft, like, and we know this because of your beautiful bedtime stories that you tell. <laughs> but so much of um, what goes on is told in such beautiful stories of representation and metaphors and mm-hmm. all those things. And without those stories, the lessons are hard to understand. The stories help people understand them. Like my fifteen-year-old son, it helped him understand what the concept of growth meant in terms of what he's going through right now. And he got it after that story and it was wonderful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was just thinking of that because of the tree of life. It's like, if you've got your, when you look at the tree of life, it's got the as below, so above situation mm-hmm. going on as well. Um. All right. What's next on my list? Date is.
1: Yes. So you have the, May Queen and King, which are Anglo-Saxon. You've got uh, Belenius and Etane,
0: who are Celtic. Freya, who is—is is it, is it her? Is it her floral bush that sits on top of his maypole?
1: I'm not sure. Actually, I am not certain. I actually okay. tried to look her up in my book, and I couldn't find. Info, so I should have googled that before you asked me that question, but anyway, okay.
0: I'm just gonna <laughs> listeners that take it the fact that is what's her name?
1: Attain, uh, it, it's yeah, it's spelled E T so, <gasps> no. A I N. So I think it's Attain, a it's a taint tain. bush that sits on top of Bellini's Maypole, maybe. Yeah, we all the psychic, so <laughs> but I will have to look more into her. There were so many, and there's yeah, Freya. Aphrodite, Venus, Artemis, Diana, and also spirits from the other world such as fairies. So, yeah, it's a whole lot there you can look into. And I did. I actually got my beautiful book of spirits out and had a little research of who I can talk about today,
0: and I have chosen one for a little bit later on. Okay. Okay. All right, um, I'll just have to wait again. Why do you keep me waiting all the time. <laughs> I do. I love it. Suspense. <laughs> all right. Next on the list: celebrations. What happens around this time of year? So bonfires and hand
1: fasting ceremonies, maypole Which dancing. Which you had this time three years ago. Ah, uh, yes. It would have that been, that been three years ago. The other day? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and feasting. So all the good, enjoyable things in life.
0: Hmm. With the honey and the wine and the berries and the cheese. Yes. (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. Now I'm hungry. Um, Okay. I know we've talked about hand fasting a little bit before, and I can't remember what the episode was that we spoke about it with, but I know that Mm -hmm. we heard your story of um, having your ceremony with Boo for your wedding anniversary. Um, And I believe that you have some more information to share this time. I sure do. So
1: I really delved into this because I love uh, all the history behind it. So Beltane is said to be the great wedding of the God and the Goddess. So it was a really popular time for pagan weddings and hand fastings. And hand fastings were traditionally a betrothal for one year and one day, after which time the couple could. Yes. Yes. So the couple (gasps) could choose to stay together after that time or part ways without any drama. So, when I found that out, I was like, wow, (laughs) they were like very forward thinking. (laughs)
0: No, that's how we're supposed to be. That's what spirit has always said to me, that you come and you go and you come and you go and you come and you go. And it's about evolution and you're not supposed to stay with one person. Well, there you go, a year and and a day. Why didn't you tell me that before I got married? I'm joking, I'm joking. Sorry, Matt. I clearly have not learned all my lessons with my husband because I still love him and I still want to be handfasted to him. Well, that comes back to, so in this day
1: and age, the length of commitment is a matter of choice for the couple. So it can often be a commitment for life um, yeah, or the year and the day. So hand-fasting ceremonies are often a unique um Unique to the couple and include common elements. So most importantly, the exchanging of vows and rings, or a token of choice, and the act of hand fasting always involves tying the hands together in a figure eight during the ceremony, where the, t- the term "tying the knot" comes from. And later, my token, un- my token would be a
0: stopwatch for one year and one day. A stopwatch. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Nice knowing oh, you. Oh gosh. <laughs>
1: And then during the end of the ceremony, they do unbind the hands. So this is done with a red cord or ribbon and tying the hands together symbolises that the two people have come together. And the untying means that they remain together of their own free will, which I thought was really beautiful. And another very common element of a pagan wedding is jumping the broomstick. And this goes back to a time when two people would be accepted in the community as being a married couple if they literally jumped over a broom laid on the floor. So the broom marked a threshold and moving from an old life into a new one together. And also another element of hand fasting ceremonies, uh, mead and cakes were often shared in communion as part of the ceremony. So mead is known as the brew of the divine. Made from honey, which is appropriate for a love ceremony, and it's the oldest alcoholic drink known to humankind. Mm, I didn't know I that. Actually, I haven't actually tried mead yet. I really do need to. You didn't when you went it. home?
0: No, yeah, no, we didn't. We just drank a lot of beer, but not mead. <laughs> I feel like jumping over the broomstick would have been a really dangerous drinking game. Probably. <laughs> Get drunk on mead and put all your broomsticks away in case we accidentally jump over the broomstick. (laughs) wake up married.
1: (laughs) Now there's another term. I'm not sure if you've heard of this. Um, I came across it in my research. I hadn't actually... I've heard of what it meant, but I hadn't actually heard this word. So have you heard of amaying before? No. So amaying is... It happens at Beltane and both young and old went a-maying. So couples would spend the night in the woods or the field making love under the stars and everyone was free to enact the sacred union of the God and the Goddess. And they would bring back armfuls of the first May flowers or hawthorn blossoms to decorate their homes and barns with. And hawthorn was never brought into the home except at Beltane. At other times of the year it was considered very unlucky. And there was also an accepted tradition of Beltane babies arriving nine months later. So I thought that mm. was a very interesting bit of information. So a Maying. Might go a Maying on, on Beltane.
0: <laughs> oh, cool. Can, can you just make sure that it's not my forest and, and I won't go to your forest? <laughs> like everyone goes a Maying. Like, there's got to be some big forest for everyone to oh. go a
1: Maying. Well, I dare say back in the day it would have been. Yeah, so they'd all gather around the Beltane Fire and feast and celebrate and drink their mead and then they'd find someone to go Could and. with. Could they quickly turn into
0: an orgy? Well, possibly. It is erotica season. It is. It is. <laughs> it is, it is. The or flock. maybe there,
1: there needs to be a new um, app instead of Tinder. It's a amazing. A amazing.
0: amazing for, all the, pagan, for all the pagan people. <gasps> You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. <laughs> Credit us once, and it's yours forever. Um, can you remind me too? Because I have something really cool to share when you're done. Okay, we cool. got. We had a we had a listener um, write in about our episode last week about superstitions, and she's Ooh. Irish. Oh, and she's just given us some other little tidbits that I thought I might share. Absolutely. And that just reminded me. Um, okay, so. Um, you made me wait. Have I, have have I been good enough Yeah. You have
1: been good. Thank you, Tracy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you fill us in? I
1: can. So I thought I would talk about the goddess Aphrodite this week. So I know a lot of people know her name, might've seen lots of beautiful artwork dedicated to her, but might not really know who she is. So I got this information from my trusty book, Encyclopedia of Spirit by Judica Isles. And now it's time for
0: Shannon's bedtime story. <laughs> okay, everyone, settle in.
1: Settle on in. Grab
0: it, grab a cup of mead. Or a cup of mead or whiskey or whatever. With a little bit of honey. Warm milk. Warm milk with a little bit of honey. Yep, perfect. And settle in for, for one of Shannon's beautiful stories. Yes. So Aphrodite is
1: known by many names, born from the foam. She who postpones old age. What? yep. Yeah. Oh, there's better born ones, you from- wait.
0: Born from the foam. foam.
1: You'll understand why. (laughs) You'll understand why soon. The golden one, far shining. The shapeshifter. The dark one. The queen, lady of the sea. And this one is my absolute favorite. She of the beautiful buttocks. (laughs) I shit you not.
0: (laughs) Oh wow.
1: Yeah. Who's the goddess? That's how I'd want to be known.
0: Yeah, queen. yeah, right, Or maybe Queen she of, the of the Beautiful be- Buttocks. <laughs> queen, Queen. Oh, she of the Beautiful Buttocks. Yes, She of the Beautiful wow. Buttocks. Wow. hmm
1: That would so, have a- to be a dude that gave her that name. I dare say, I dare say. So according to the Olympian myth, when Uranus, spirit of the sky, was castrated, his severed penis, dripping with sperm and blood, dropped into the fertile sea.
0: Aphrodite- okay, that just got... That that <laughs> just gave you a visual? Same here. And that just got like R-rated. Oh, okay. <laughs> an R-rated bedtime story. <laughs> so
1: Aphrodite was born from this merging of the sea and sky. She came ashore at Cyprus, carried to land on a large scallop shell. Very okay, fittingly... Okay, so wait, for- hang
0: on. Okay, so... The dude's so, penis got cut off and fell yes. into the ocean and yes. so the ocean impregnated no the, the the penis impregnated the ocean yes and produced so, cuz he was Aphrodite a god. in the yes. foam
1: yes so that's why she's called foam. born from the foam yes
0: born from the foam i'm going to my kids born from the born foam, from the foam. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gosh.
1: Uh, you know what? Storm right. from the foam is so much better. This <laughs> <laughs> always goes I'm in the sorry, gutter this So is too quick. Too good. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. All right, so let's get back to the story of Aphrodite. So she came ashore at Cyprus, carried to land on a large scallop shell. Very fittingly, for a sex goddess, the Greek word Tice, which is spelt K-T-E-I-S. Means both vulva as well as scallop. So although the ancient, yeah, Yeah. so although the ancient Greeks adored Aphrodite, they were very uncomfortable with the merging of sex, fertility, and a war spirit, all bundled up in the form of a beautiful woman. In order to incorporate, yeah, with nice buttocks. In order to incorporate Aphrodite into the Olympic pantheon, the Greeks compartmentalized her, surpassing her war attributes. Aphrodite's main functions became love, romance, sex and protection of mariners. Although by the end of the classical era, many were uncomfortable with her raw sexuality, so she was re-envisioned into Aphrodite, goddess of heavenly love. So Aphrodite Is that can raise... Boring. Yeah, it's a little bit boring. So Aphrodite can raise and calm winds. Not only does she have the power over people, animals and plants, she has great power over spirits too, or at least the entire Greek pantheon. The exceptions are Artemis, whose energy I've worked with very closely in my own magical practices, Athena and Hestia, who are immune to her powers. All the rest succumb to her powerful allure. If you find yourself in trouble with spirits, you can petition Aphrodite to help you. In terms of altar space, though, keep Artemis, Athena away from Aphrodite and do not petition them together.
0: And they mean girls.
1: Well, I don't think they get along. I think there's a whole mythology about why they don't get along. Maybe that's for another episode. So if you do ask Aphrodite for help, be sure to fulfill your vows in a timely manner as she's not very patient. If she loves you and demonstrates that you are in her favor, you will be expected to offer her constant attention and offerings. Aphrodite often demonstrates her anger through animal attacks and bad luck in love. Her favourite people are lovers, practitioners of sacred sex and sex magic, sex workers and those involved in erotica. She can manifest as a mermaid or a blindingly beautiful woman who shines so bright she's said to dazzle the eye. Roses bloom at her feet and she often travels with an entourage of spirit animals. Symbols of Aphrodite include the scallop and carry shells, fishing nets, doves, sparrows, swans and the element of water. She is said to be queen of the beasts and loves all animals, although those sacred to her are the bee, the bear, deer, dolphin, goat, leopard, lion, rabbit, turtle and wolf. Aphrodite also possesses a magic belt that serves as an irresistible love magnet. She is generous and will share this girdle as well as secrets of romance, erotica, and these are accessed via visualisations and through your dreams. Offerings for Aphrodite include honey, roses, wine, perfume. And on your altar, you can include shells, flowers, and any representation of her sacred creatures. You can also create an outdoor altar for your garden in honour of her as she once had sacred botanical gardens in Athens. And that is Aphrodite.
0: She is a force. She's a force we reckon with, yes. I'm a little bit confused, though. One. So she shows that she's displeased if it's will ha- harm your animals, but she's supposed to be connected to animals. No, she doesn't harm the animals. They will attack you.
1: Oh, yes. Ooh, so if you get attacked after by what an we animal, we just found out about
0: someone yesterday.
1: Oh, just okay. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. So that's
0: Aphrodite. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. And if she, why would she? Why would a goddess with the element of water be around the fire season? Because she's the goddess of love. She's like the epitome
1: of the goddess of love, love and romance and desire and beauty and sex. and
0: mm. Clearly, and vulvas and and scallops. Yeah. And seafoam. I'm never going to look at seafoam the same again. (laughs) (laughs) Aphrodite, are you there? Are you there? Is that you? (laughs) And also, I'm just thinking about it because my house is full of my altar has everything that you said to put on your altar to bring mm-hmm. Aphrodite in and I consume everything that you said to bring Aphrodite yeah. and Aphrodite's not here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I ain't wearing no erotica belt. I am not Miss Erotica <laughs> 2021, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, but she sounds like if you do petition
1: her for help with love or anything like that, you do have to make, constant offerings and prayers to her she sounds like she's like hard work she's yeah high maintenance goddess to Mm. be petitioning so you'd have to be very committed if you were going to invoke her for sure
0: because it could be quite dangerous She, she is obviously the the mother of all women who seem to just have this magic spell over men simply because they have amazing bums Mm. but they get away with everything because <laughs> the guys are just like, she with the beautiful buttocks cannot do <laughs> any wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Aphrodite, but I don't want her here. She just, she, I, I'm too high maintenance. She's as a powerful. person. I'm pretty sure she, yeah, she, she would, we would butt heads. We would be two alphas, I think. Mm. Just quietly. Anyway, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> let's do, is it Divine Toll of the Week time? Not
1: quite yet. So I thought we would share what a couple of rituals to? that our listeners can do at Beltane. So, okay. Yeah. So a really lovely thing to do is create a sacred bell fire. So create like either a fire pit or a bonfire outside and collect kindling wood and sticks to place onto the fire pit so you dress this with a bundle of like colorful ribbons and flowers and herbs so you make like this little parcel that goes on top and you put the kindling parcel on and light it with something that provides a spark like a match match is perfect and you may want to beat a drum to encourage the kindling to ignite the logs and watching as the flames grow bigger and brighter then it's time to celebrate. So once the fire has died down to embers, light a green candle from your fire and then take it into your home to bless your home with. And as we know, green represents, you know, prosperity and growth and abundance and new beginnings. So and there's also a beautiful Beltane dew ritual that you can do. So according to folklore, the first dew collected on Beltane morning is sacred for spells and of Beauty and attraction. So, if a woman washes her face with the dew, it will provide her with eternal youth and beauty.
0: And if a man, man, I am setting my alarm for dew point (laughs) on the 31st of October. We'll see see Tracy out the front of her house rubbing her face on the lawn. (laughs) I'm going to pay people to collect dew. (laughs) I'll just be like rolling around naked on the grass. (laughs) Yeah. Uh
1: huh. So and if a, I loved this one. If a man washes his hands with the dew, he'll become very good at tying knots, which would have been a very needed skill back in the day, I guess. As a mariner. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. And for hand yeah. fasting. Yes. Very true. So they're just two little rituals mm. you can do. So have a fire. Uh, we'll actually gather the dew in the morning and then have the bell fire at night and feast. That's sounds And go
0: with your lover a May, and go hand fasting and maypole dancing
1: I remember seeing um, maypole dancing when I was I would have only been five or six I lived at Terrigal and our school had I always remember it was like this festival celebrating different cultures from around the world and you could go like have food at the Korean stand or Food from the French stand and all this sort of stuff, yeah. but they had a maypole and I, I clearly ah. remember it and I was only a little girl watching the maypole dances and they had beautiful like flower crowns and and yeah it was really lovely
0: that's so cool it's mm. a nice little memory I know I've seen it somewhere I don't know if it was in a movie or a documentary or just a travel show I don't know but I've, I see I've seen it in my head I know. I don't know where I've seen it though, but yeah, it looks like yeah. fun and it looks confusing because, like <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I feel like I would just like bump into people and butt heads and stuff. Like I, I would. You'd stuff have it to up be coordinated. Time. Yeah, yeah you would. <laughs> and that is not me. <laughs> if you ever decide to do a Maypole sister circle, don't invite Tracy. <laughs> you can sit I'll be that the, one I'll up. be the I'll be the DJ. I'll be the music player right. or something. I'll, I'll do something else, but I'm not going to be one of the <laughs> one of the dance. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm sure someone else or other people in our podcast coven can can make up the the dance troupe. Yes, and they can be called the Mayflowers because it's so original. Um, also, just a reminder: while we're on that, don't forget to send in your designs to enter in the competition for our merch. Uh, I'm super excited. We've already got uh two. Oh, wonderful mm-hmm. that's great so considering it, when
1: you put the word out
0: yeah I know yeah so it's exciting and I want to see more though I want to see more yes. and we don't we don't have to just pick one can't we can't yeah, we true. like can't we just get everyone because <laughs> they're all so good How <laughs> so are we gonna pick? We're gonna, yeah is there any spell for like choosing or magic to, to make a decision no I don't know we we'll just do process of elimination or something like um we could maybe even do know. votes or something we'll have to have a look at that that's a good idea yeah
1: let our listeners vote yeah
0: mm. okay so divine tool of the week time
1: yes unless you wanted to tell your superstitions from your irish aunt.
0: Oh, yeah before I we do, do that before yeah. we do the divine tool of the week
1: let me bring it up And And I actually heard from one of our listeners, um, Sam, about the boots on the table and she said that it's uh, when coal miners died, they would put their boots on the table. So that's why it was a sign of death, which I found very interesting.
0: Our listener also talks about that um, shoes on the table. Ah, okay. So new shoes on the table means the devil at the door. If you saw a single magpie, you would salute him and say, hello, Mr. Magpie, where is your brother? As it was, one for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl and four for a boy, five for silver and six for gold and seven for a secret never to be told. In brackets, rolling eyes. (laughs) So... um, um, itchy nose would indicate you are about to have a fight so you would slap the hand of the nearest person to you (laughs) to avoid the fight in brackets to me this would prompt a box in the face yeah just thought the same thing yeah or shake their hand to avoid the argument i would prefer to take the latter spoon knife fork to the floor so if you dropped a spoon if you dropped a spoon. A baby would come to the door. And knife was a gentleman. And fork was a lady. This was my childhood, she said. So wow. that must have happened. Um, knives never had one. T- never had one to someone. Never, never hold one to someone as it means you will have a fight. Uh, This is one I still do now, she says. So you would place it near them for it to be picked up. I'll never hand Ah. one. Okay, so you never give someone a knife because it means you'll have a fight. So you place it next to them for them to pick it up. Um, Cross on the stairs. So never pass anyone on the stairs. I had to get past this when I started heading to shopping centres or train stations (laughs) as you would be forever waiting at the top of the bottom of the steps (laughs) to wait for every fucker to pass you. (laughs) Um, coal on New Year's Eve. So some poor soul would be sent out just before midnight into the freezing cold night with a lump of coal and this person had to have black hair and then yes. they and the lump of coal would be welcomed back into the house at the turn of the clock. This was linked to prosperity. I did know that one.
1: My family practiced that. My mum has spoken of that and her brothers both had black hair and they were very... Needed in the community for <laughs> their stepping over <laughs> thresholds on New Year's Eve.
0: <laughs> mm, just put a wig on. Okay. Barn Brack. This is a type of cake made from the fruits of the Irish harvest and you would put a ring in the cake and whoever had the slice with the cake would get married. Acre That's Pagan cool. Tinder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you split salt, then you would if you spilt salt, then you would throw said salt over the shoulder, left to ward off the devil. I do that one. Yeah. Um ears burning. Someone is talking about you. Left is your lover and right is your mother. I still get a little freaked out when my right ear starts burning and then I realise I'm too close to the heater. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Christmas pudding. You make the mixture for the Christmas puddings around now, again, fruits from the harvest, and you would take it in turn to turn the mixture three times to the right, obviously, because the left is the devil. Sea salt above for reference for luck. Okay, so left is if you, if you turn something left, it's the devil. If you turn something right, it's good luck. So you have to stir the mixture. I wonder if that's because
1: of Widdishans and Dio Sil in the northern yeah. hemisphere. That's the way Sounds it is. So like we probably it. do it the opposite
0: down here. Probably. Mm. So just be careful of that one, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Child of Prague. This is a statue from the church. If you wanted nice weather, then the night before you would place this statue outside all night and it would give you good weather. Um, Love it. I'll stop now as I could keep going. Hope you enjoyed this <laughs> mad Irish moment. I love it. Thank you. That was great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I like getting little emails from people about um our podcast. So if you've got anything that you want to ask or anything that you've got to say or any comments, let us know. Send them to us, and we can read it out in the podcast because it's fun. It is. I love it. Thank you.
1: Okay. Divine tool of the week. It is. It is that time. What is it? This week, we're going to talk about honey, because I figured we were talking about Aphrodite and the food for Beltane. So this delicious gift is from the bees, and it is truly divine, and you can imagine why our ancestors revered it so much. It is considered a health food. If you eat just one teaspoon of locally sourced honey each day, it will protect you against allergies such as hay fever, and I can highly attest to this, it does work. But this golden gift from the gods has a number of magical properties as well. So honey, because of it's very sticky properties, can be used in magic to hold two things together. In some magical traditions, honey is used to bind a couple that is on shaky ground within their relationship by using two poppets with a layer of honey between them and then wrapped in cord. And because the honey does not solidify, you can always separate the two poppets later with minimal disruption if needed. In some forms of folk magic, honey is used to sweeten someone's feelings towards you. A little honey is poured into a jar or saucer and a slip of paper containing the person's name is placed underneath it. Place a candle in the jar or saucer and burn it until it goes out by itself. Alternatively, you can dress a spell candle with honey on your altar and use it in the same way with the name placed underneath. Some ancient cultures used honey in embalming procedures of their dead and it can be used as an offering at grave sites. A blend of milk and honey is an acceptable offering to a deity and, in particular, honey is sacred to Aphrodite. If you're a kitchen witch, honey is also a very useful tool. Use it in dishes to bring about sweetness in life, fertility and prosperity. Add some to a bath or you can make a homemade body scrub along with some sugar, for a ritual bath prior to working in ritual to invoke love and romance. As with all magical practices, please use your own discernment. Be careful with what you wish for, especially when doing any kind of binding or love spells, and always have the intention of what is for the highest good of everyone involved. And
0: that is honey. Uh, honey, that was just divine honey. Thank you, honey. Oh, hi, Dash. <laughs> <laughs> I love honey
1: oh it is beautiful and especially um we love getting honeycomb and you have it with like triple brie with honey and pistachios oh Oh. it is like the best mix of like salty and sweet and the brie textures the best highly recommend how would you even think of that Oh, we actually, I tried it at like some party we went to years ago. Someone mm. served it and I just stood some at the cheese table person. for ages. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just don't interrupt me. This is like I'm having a moment with this food.
0: <laughs> just don't interrupt. Just let me be. I'm fine. No, I don't need to see the wedding. I don't need to see it. I'm no, happy. I'm, I mean... <laughs> I'm at the cheese table. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... um. Honey, for me, is something that, as a kid, I didn't like, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Honey is something that I grew to like only since, not, uh, fairly recently. Same with avocado. I used to hate avocado. The texture of it used to make me gag. Wow. Yeah. Like, couldn't handle it at all. Almost to the point where I would say that they changed the recipe for avocados because, like, <laughs> that's a different... <laughs> Who changes the recipe when making avocados? Because this is not what I used to eat because it's very different and I like it now and I can eat it all by itself. But before, uh uh-uh, it would be like, Well, they do say your palate changes as you get
1: older and there's heaps of things. definitely did. I used to hate oysters and I like them now, like things like that. Yeah. Even red wine, I used to hate that when I was younger. Do you like
0: scallops? I do like scallops, yeah. So you like Aphrodite's vulva? (laughs) (laughs) To go there. I did, and I'm surprised you you didn't you didn't get it. When I oh, no, you, a you sucked me right in with that one. <laughs> I've also determined that I'm probably not the best person to sit next to when you need to be serious.
1: That is true, that is true. I know we got the giggles so many times through that, but I managed to get through this episode of the
0: podcast. <laughs> Ah, oh, well, as always, thank you, Shannon, our beautiful resident witch. It turns out, network, you have done it again. Um, and I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful Beltane with your family. Ah, oh, same and with you. And yes, wishing all of our listeners
1: an amazing Beltane, and hope you have a great celebration, whatever you manage to do, and enjoy, enjoy mm-hmm. this time of year. And it's Halloween. really beautiful. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You could roll it into For those of you into one. Yeah. Throw, actually, I do know. Um, there. Yeah. I actually, know mm-hmm. Lucy Cavendish. She termed the um, Belloween, so it's a mixture of Beltane and Halloween. And I thought that was pretty cool. So happy Belloween. That's nice.
0: Yeah. It's better than it's better than, Haltane. Hello. <laughs> sounds quite sinister it does
1: belloween's much prettier so thank you Belloween. lucy for
0: that <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay anyone would think that it was like friday afternoon at six o'clock and we were just over it but no it's the middle <laughs> of the day on a thursday this is just how we roll all right listeners thank you so much Get in yes. touch and go and check out turns out underscore she's a witch on Instagram. Send us a DM with any questions or anything that you want us to talk about, any comments, and give us a like and a share. Please do
1: and thank you for tuning in again. We really enjoy your company. So thank you. Bye!